your host, Harmony Patton, aka the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. Welcome everyone. So today I am so excited about the topic we're going to discuss. It's a real juicy one. And uh, I have Amy Saunders here with me from Skin Therapy. That's skin with a Y. And uh, she has worked with women with acne and PCOS issues. And I found her over on Instagram. And she just does amazing work. So I'm so excited that she is joining us here today. And we're just going to pick her brain and get all of the juicy information that she has about this topic. But before we dive in... I'd like for you all to meet her. So welcome, Amy. Hi, Harmony. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. The sun has come out in the UK finally, so um, it feels it feels good. It's beautiful out there today. So yeah, yeah. you know, same here. It's been it's been pretty gross, uh, but the past two days, yesterday and today, have been just beautiful. So that puts me in a good mood. <laughs> Although all the bugs are coming back out, so I, I don't like that so much, but it's okay. Okay, so can you just kind of tell everyone maybe a little bit about, you know, your story, your experience with acne, and uh, what led you to where you are now? When I was about 11 years old, um, my skin started breaking out while I was on a family holiday. Um, my parents kind of just thought it was... Um, related to the sun cream and, and that kind of thing. But then when I got back, it never really cleared up despite not using sun cream anymore. So that's kind of where my journey with acne started way, you know, kind of a good three years before my period even started. So it was kind of the real starting point for my kind of issues with hormones. In teenagers, I was put on antibiotics, um, all sorts of topical and oral antibiotics um, before finally being put on the pill at age 16, uh, which kind of kept my acne at bay. Um, it didn't really, um, it was never clear and I was never really sort of really confident with my skin ever, um, but it kind of kept it at a, you know, at, at, at a level that it wasn't kind of ruling my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, until um, I came off the pill at age 23 and after about three months thinking that, hey, this seems to be okay. I don't know what all the fuss, you know, everyone complains about breaking out when they come off the pill. I don't know what the fuss is about. (laughs) And then overnight, it literally all just went crazy. My skin broke out like I'd never known it before um, and went to the doctors, um, went for tests and tests and tests, um, was told that I had PCOS and that my only option was to go back on the pill to regulate. You can't see me on the podcast, but I was going to, I mean, doing inverted <laughs> commas, regulate my <laughs> Um, yeah, regulate my hormones and then go on Accutane for my acne. Um, there was something, um, something inside just said that, you know, this, this is, this isn't, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. This advice that you're giving me, I knew that there was another way. And I knew that the way that they were suggesting wasn't the best for my, 
for my you know long-term health so mm-hmm. I said thanks but no thanks um and then left the doctor's office and that's where it all started trying, you know <laughs> trying experimenting trying to find ways of clearing my skin more holistically and going down a more natural path um you know but even then it took about sort of five I've been I've been blogging for the last sort of four or five sort of that long to really kind of figure out the real issues of what's causing acne and um yeah in the last two years I've been working helping coaching um coaching women and some men as well um to help them kind of finally put their acne problems behind them and get on a path that not just makes them feel better about their skin but also just healthier and happier um in their own body yes absolutely Uh, i love that so much um and i always you know when i read about your story i just think it's so uncanny like there's so many similarities between your story and my story and i just yeah i i feel like there's just so many people out there that go through similar things but you know not everyone necessarily lands where we've landed where we decide to go the holistic route you know some people just get so stuck in that um cycle with you know working with doctors and just feeling like so lost and not finding answers and so I'm glad that there are people like you and myself and I know there's other people out there as well that are you know trying to kind of change this dialogue around acne and healing acne definitely becoming like a lot more of a of a thing now yeah people are really actively looking you know shunning the kind of more conventional route because they are they you know they kind of came off it and never really suffered again whereas now Accutane isn't it isn't the the long-term solution that it used to be it's barely even you know so many of my clients been out three months coming off Accutane and you know I think that's got a lot with like life stresses and all the toxins that we're exposed to you know things are just things you know the lot recent years have just been ramped up so much in terms of like what we're exposed to and you know 20 years ago people could take Accutane and kind of their bodies would be able to sustain the results for a lot longer and you know and, and maybe not suffer relapses but nowadays it's becoming more and more common that acne is literally just a, a temporary fix and yeah. isn't answer absolutely absolutely I see that so often and I think that's you know really tough for people because Accutane can be kind of scary to go on and you know it's tough while you're on it I never actually took it but I know people who have you know and like your lips peel and it's kind of a a terrible process and then to just have the acne come back afterwards I feel like that's just so discouraging so yeah it's I love that you know that acne world is kind of taking this new turn and I just think it's so great because you know we're going to see so many more people that are actually healing and finding yeah so much more happiness not just the clear skin but like this happiness and confidence that comes along with this lifestyle yeah and just finding that you know while doctors and medicine have its place you know for things like acne it's your body is screaming at you that there is something not right yep not the answer and you're just kind of masking it very temporarily um you know and it's you know by going down the more holistic it can be so frustrating because you know it's not a one there's it's not like there's not one miracle cure works it's so many different different elements that kind of all fit together and 
work towards kind of harmony, harmony. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, you know, and it's, it's not just about, you know, oh, well, I'll start taking this supplement and it's just, it's just not realistic. Um, yes. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's about managing expectations as well. You know, it can take, you know, for me, it's taken like four or five years to really work out yeah the issues that I'm hoping that by you know by what I what what we do we're able to you know I know that you spent a lot of time kind of playing around with different experimenting with different things and different supplements and different diets mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and a lot of the time not having met you know all the one that's going to take you through the, the rest of your life and have you being you know the healthy one you might not you know when we're in our 20s we're all at an age where we're, you know, we're not really seeing, you know, apart from things like acne, you can, if you're the one that's suffering from acne in your friends group, you can kind of feel a bit hard done by, mm-hmm. but what I like to see it is that, you know, give it 10, 20 years time, if you've been working on your internal health, you are going to be in a much fitter state than your friends who yep. have never really suffered from acne and have just been going through life being exposed to toxins. And they're the ones that are going to be suffering further down the road so in some ways you can kind of think that you know your acne is giving you a sign um and helping you get on the right path before you run into more complicated problems further down the line yes absolutely i could not agree more that's always what i kind of preach as well it's like you know acne is your alarm system and it's gonna catch up to those people eventually you know I think yeah. it's so tough for people that are like oh I'm doing all these healthy things and my skin still sucks but then it's like oh these other people just eat whatever and do whatever and their skin is perfect they and still yeah they have a, let alone a, you know a pimple exactly and that's like so frustrating for people with acne but it really does I mean eventually everything comes full circle so Okay, so diving into our topic here. Uh, So obviously, we are talking about something that can be that potential like missing link when you're trying to heal your acne naturally. And uh, Amy did this really fascinating blog post about it. And I just, I found it so interesting. I I kind of have always taken my clients through... um, doing some of the things that you talk about as far as getting rid of fluoride but I would love if we could just go ahead and start with um if you could just tell the audience like what is fluoride and how it affects our bodies so um fluoride is a halogen it's um one of the three halogens you've got um iodine um which is actually essential to um the body it's particularly the thyroid and the thyroid is literally like your master hormone you know without you know without a good functioning thyroid then pretty much all your other hormones are going to be out of whack um mm-hmm. you know your your thyroid really is the kind of king of your hormonal system um and iodine is essential um for your thyroid to work its best um fluoride on the other hand isn't um, essential for for the body, and actually, actually, too much can be really toxic because it displaces iodine. So it basically, takes up the iodine in your body, um, which obviously can lead to your thyroid not functioning um, as optimally as it can. Um, the other halogen um, in the mix is um, bromide, which again um, is is not necessary, um, and too much can 
you know, be toxic on the body. Um, while a lot of people think that it's, you know, essential for healthy teeth, mm -hmm. um, the evidence against this is actually extremely weak, um, very flimsy, um, and it's kind of very biased. Um, yes. So it's it's something that I really recommend you you do your own research on. Um, but basically, the the dental industry have kind of got you believe it's a bit like the sort of you know the kind of fat myth as well. Right. Everyone thinking that all fats are and that you know it's fats that are bad for you when in fact um, you know when that study came out it was you know it was ridiculous it's so flimsy the the, the right. research behind that and then all the whole food industry decided to remove all fat and put in sugar instead because <laughs> removing the fat taste of nothing so right. they then added sugar to everything and now we're a nation of sugar addicted pre-diabetic um you know people so it's it's you know it's you know while it's, it's just, a, it's a very kind of tricky situation, but yes. you know, I really recommend um, researching it and finding out for yourself, just doing a little bit of research on how the whole kind of the flora, you know, and, and while if, if there is any truth in it, the only, the, the study has just been done on tooth decay. Um, you know, I think a, a much better approach is to avoid fluoride and actually just reduce your sugar intake. If you're mm -hmm. worried about, you know, dental cavities, then you know, you've got to be looking more at your sugar intake rather than putting something that has only really been tested on dental cavities and not ever been tested on the effect that it has on your the rest of your body. Um, so if the research is true and, you know, fluoride does help, um, you know, with dental care, it, there's never been any, any, any studies to show what damage can be done on the rest of your body. In fact, in the 1950s or up until the 1950s the fluoride was actually used to suppress thyroid function so people that had an overactive thyroid would be prescribed um a medication that was fluoride based to reduce the um you know reduce the activity of the thyroid so if you've got a normal acting thyroid and you're being exposed to a lot of fluoride um it you know it just <sighs> who knows what happened? it's such a kind of it's it's just it's it's something that is just so complicated yes um and we've all kind of been led to believe that you know fluoride in toothpaste is so important <laughs> you know and that you know it's and it's not just your toothpaste that's the problem you know right. fluoride is actually kind of sneaked into you know the food supply and you know and it's it and it's it's just it's it's a very worrying very worrying issue um, that I've, no one really kind of knows, except this 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 woman um, Melissa Gallico, mm -hmm. who uh, she used to be an FBI agent or FBI agent sounds like you know like she's James Bond or something. But she's <laughs> right. <searching laughs> FBI investigator. Um, so her obviously as a professional investigator, her yes. her book The Hidden Cause of Acne is so fascinating um i literally couldn't put it down when i read it it is um a must read if you even slightly think you know if, if you've started eating healthy if you you know if you're doing everything right and yet you're still really struggling with your skin then it is it could so be that fluoride is a massive 
massive part of the puzzle um, for you. So I highly recommend um, taking a look um, and finding, you know, because it's, you know, that so many, so many, so many countries fluoridate their water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot, I think it's something like crazy, like 70% of the USA artificially fluoridate their water. Australia oh, yeah. fluoridate water, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong, even parts of the UK. Um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's something that is just, you know, we're drinking, you know, especially as drinking more water is mm-hmm. kind of one of the key things that you do to kind of make your skin clearer. And, yeah. But if that water is basically poisoning you, um, then you're just, you're actually doing more harm than good. Um, right. so I think, yeah, it's, it's just such a tricky one. Um, but so fascinating at the same time. Like, I mean, um, Melissa's book is, Oh, it's so eye-opening and you just you, you'll never look at water in the same way again <laughs> um you know she's really done her research with herself um she you know really for years and years kind of similar to us trying everything all the kind of conventional mm-hmm. natural roots trying all sorts and like nothing um was really working and it was only when she started noticing a pattern of when she was traveling the world and was living in certain areas that her skin would just effortlessly clear up um and that kind of put her on the sort of path to looking into what what could have been the issue behind it and um yeah eventually after years and years of researching um she sort of has got it got it pretty sus and it is it's really fascinating um very evident science based very loads of evidence in there so if you're kind of thinking that you know the fluoride tooth decay study is if that's what is kind of holding you back then i you know suggest even more that you take a look because um you know the evidence on the flip side against that is also extremely or even more strong is stronger than that so yeah um you'll get to the end of the book and be like what am I doing get rid of get rid of all the like you're getting rid of your fluoride toothpaste drinking non-fluoridated water yeah um you know, even food, foods like um Californian like raisins are a massive source because raisins um especially like most of most raisins come from California and they use a pesticide which um can, is a fluoride based pesticide of course um, so they're extremely high <laughs> yeah um and same goes with wine um californian wine is extremely high in fluoride um and and teflon cookware the flu the like flo in teflon in it actually stands for fluoride um it's part of the the, mm. the coating but it's in non-stick cookware um that's also um, very high and there's studies that show the amount of water boiled in you know like a stainless steel pan compared with water boiled in a non-stick teflon pan um, and the amount of fluoride that is actually leached into the water um, just from boiling so if you're like cooking vegetables in non-stick cookware all those kind of things can be contributing to like an excess um, of fluoride and you know if you're someone like me I mean I have always lived in a fluoride I've never drunk fluoridated water mm. um I've never had fluoridated tablets that were given for, you know a lot of dentists give children fluoride pills oh wow um pills. I've never had either of them yet I still really suffered with kind of bumpy like 
blemish it all around from the corner of my mouth down and under my jawline mm-hmm. and they just would never no matter what I did they wouldn't they would never go kind of managed to kind of clear up my cheeks quite well with through diet and yeah. you know kind of cha- changing up a few things supplements and stuff like that but the the blemishes you know on my chin just just never cleared up until I switched to fluoride free toothpaste um started being more aware of of potential food sources especially you know being in the UK things like raisins um and also Californian wine um and also um making sure that I you know switching to non-stick cookware um and it's it took about six months but it you know eventually everything you know cleared up and I you know don't have any issues in that area anymore but it was you know and I'm convinced that it was even even not drinking fluoride on a daily basis my toothpaste my non-stick cookware was enough to be kind of causing me um you know issues um, and toxicity so you know if you're living in a high-risk area like the USA or Australia or Singapore or any of those places um then you know there's there's an even bigger chance that you know you could be suffering with you know fluoride toxicity yeah absolutely and I think it's interesting because for me like within the process of switching to a healthier lifestyle because you know it wasn't just diet you know there are all these lifestyle factors as well so I switched to ceramic cookware I mean years ago now um and I also switched to using a tooth powder instead of toothpaste years ago and uh you know doing like oil pulling in the morning and then using my tooth powder so I've been doing all of that for such a long time and I knew that it had contributed to healing my acne in a sense like I you know I knew that having the non-toxic cookware definitely made a difference and because I mean oral health in general is obviously very important because that's where our digestion begins in the mouth so I've always found that to be a very important part of you know healing the digestion and acne but um, outside of you know a topical issue with the toothpaste because I've had people and for myself as well like using regular toothpaste where it would make me break out you know like on the upper lip and kind of around my mouth Um, but I never actually made the connection to it having anything to do with fluoride so I just find that super like this this whole topic I just think is so important and so something that's so easily overlooked and in America I mean fluoride is literally just it's common knowledge that it's in our water I mean where I live in Virginia I think we're like number seven (laughs) of yeah so we have a ton of fluoride in our water here um and yeah so like I love the tips that you gave to avoid it now as far as those of us who do live in these places where we have fluoride in the water what would you recommend like what kind of water filtration system or what can we do to drink the water that we need obviously to hydrate but to not be consuming toxic fluoride yeah so um obvious unfortunately standard carbon filters like Brita filters um they don't actually remove fluoride from Mm -hmm. the water supply um so you do have to invest in a 
the specific fluoride removing water filter. Um, you've got three different types which work, um, reverse osmosis, um, a deionizer, um, and activated alumina. Um, and they, those three will, how they will get rid of the fluoride. Um, they're, they're not that expensive. It's, you know, you don't have to spend, you know, thousands, um, you know, fitting some kind of complicated system. Right. Um, it, you can just kind of like on the underneath of your, of your tap, um, just fit. Uh, it's just a sort of filter system that can be quite easily fitted underneath, um, underneath the sink. Um, another option, which is quite good to start with, which is also very kind of eco-friendly is finding your own spring. Um, there are usually lots of springs <laughs> nearby and there's actually a website, which is great. I think it's called findyourownspring.com. That's um, so cool. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up because off the top of my head, I cannot think of a spring near me. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's like find, find your find your own spring or find a spring or something. Um, but it's, it's great. You can just like put in your area or even just zoom in and search your area and find your kind of nearest, um, nearest freshwater spring. And you can go and fill up, um, tons of like those big canisters, reusable canisters of, um, water and then use that. Um, it's quite a good idea to start with just, you know, cause obviously you don't really want to be investing in kind of huge, uh, water filter systems without, right. really, um, knowing if that's, if that's the a big issue for you or not. Um, another option is sometimes, um, your local health food store sometimes has a, a filter tap that you can go and fill up your own containers mm -hmm. as well. Um, so there are, there are options out there. Um, or even if it is just a temporary, you know, buying um, bottled spring water just to, you know, just to try it, just to, you know, give it a kind of four to six weeks or so, you should start to see things, things will calm down usually quite quickly mm -hmm. once you remove um, the, the cause from your, from your diet um, and it should start, but, you know, and then things still can creep in, things like chicken nugget. And this is why I think a lot of people find, um, Melissa talks about this a lot in her book, um, how kind of paleo diets, which are both something that we, um, you know, are very big fans of and have mm -hmm. really, you know, that kind of way of eating has, has been, you know, monumental in terms of our healing. Um, but how it isn't the answer. Yeah. It drastically improves things and can be a massive, you know, you know, make a massive improvement in your skin, but it, very rarely kind of fixes it completely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Melissa kind of theorizes that the reason is because we're still being exposed to um, So by combining the kind of right diets um, along with actually, you know, consciously removing um, fluoride from your diet, that's where you can kind of really see the long-term um, long results um, with your skin. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is so great. So what about, um, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think at this point, it's pretty clear that I would say probably the majority of people, you know, even if you're not suffering with acne, the majority of people probably have had some exposure to fluoride, if not, you know, a heavy dose of fluoride in their systems. So how long does it take for us to get that fluoride out of our systems? 
Unfortunately, um, according to Melissa, it takes a long, long time. I can't remember the figure exactly, but I think it has like a half-life of 20 years. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? So even in like 20 years' time, wow. um, it'll only you'll only have got rid of half. Um, wow. But that's not to say that you won't experience, you know, huge benefits. That, right. that can all happen really quickly. Um, you know, but it's, it, you know, in terms of actually permanently um, removing or like permanently detoxing fluoride from your system, it is a, it can take a very long time. It's kind of up there with, you know, like the heavy metals and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing that it can stay in your system for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Melissa has, you know, in her book, she talks about a, like, iodine, so she supplements with iodine, which then, you know, like I said at the beginning, like, fluoride displaces iodine in the body, um, and basically, like, steals up the receptors in your body, so where iodine is usually stored, if you have too much fluoride, it then takes over where the iodine should be, Um, but you can reverse that by, you know, increasing the amount of iodine, you have and reducing the amount of fluoride you can then bring the you know bring it back into balance um but that can be quite tricky um you know because you'll do any kind of google on online and you'll be like iodine causes acne do not take iodine right. if you have acne, acne, <laughs> acne. Uh, and obviously high high iodine foods um like dairy seaweed and eggs they also get kind of shoved into this like acne causing Right. You know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like don't eat dairy. Dairy causes acne. Don't eat like eggs causes that causes me acne. Seaweed or like sushi breaks me out. All these kind of things. Um, and actually, what I you know something that Melissa talks about in her book, which th- this was the thing that like literally blew my mind, <laughs> and I thought like the best thing, and it's such a great bit of information that no one knows about. Um, and everyone's always just like, oh, no, you know, milk contains so much hormones. That's why it causes acne. Um, but, you know, it's we, you know, we can see from, you know, tribal communities that eat that, you know, that live, you know, they drink like pints of milk a day. <laughs> yeah. Yet have got no, you know, no kind of cases of acne at all. Um, so it's not that's not the you know, that's not the rule for for everyone um and what i found into what you know melissa talks about which is like so interesting is that you know these you know eggs seaweed dairy those foods they contain a lot of iodine um so what she says is the reason why this is happening is that if you've got excess fluoride in your body if you have eat any kind of foods that contain or take an iodine supplement or um eat any foods that are high in iodine that's going to displace some of the fluoride and basically cause a detox reaction. Right. So you're going to break out. Displacing <laughs> is displacing the iod- um, displacing the fluoride in your system and causing it to kind of just be in your system. Um, and if you're not able to kind of, if your the liver or your lymphatic system or your colon, if they're all kind of like clogged up, um, which is very common if you're suffering with acne, yep. then then it's just, it's it's going to cause a breakout because it's just, there's too much toxicity in the body and you're not able to kind of flush it through. Um, so that to me was just, you know, mind blowing. I was like, yeah. that's so interesting. You 
know, maybe it's not dairy that's causing acne. Maybe it's actually the iodine displacing the fluoride and causing like a detox reaction. Yeah. And um, I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, Maasai tribes, they drink tons of milk. You know, their, their diet is mainly milk, meat, milk, and, a f- you know, small amounts of vegetables. In, in dairy that causes acne it's not the whole it's not necessarily just the hormones while they could potentially aggravate an existing if you're hormonally sensitive right um you know that's not the case for everyone otherwise we would be seeing cases of acne in you know in Maasai tribes which there are no cases um same with with tribes that have you know high amounts of seaweed in their diet um you know, they don't suffer from acne and they're eating tons, you know, way more than the recommended <laughs> dose of iodine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, there's something out, there's, you know, I, and reading it, I kind of, things just started clicking for me. Yeah. And this was possibly about just, maybe just over a year ago, I first came across um, Melissa's work and I, immediately I'd been so strict with my dairy I was like dairy is the devil I'm not going to eat any dairy ever in my life um and I read um Melissa's I found some resources on Melissa's website and I thought you know what I'm gonna start eating some goat's milk and some goat's cheese or just you know slowly introduce some like a2 dairy into my diet and um I sort of I I already had them but I had these kind of like under the skin kind of bumps under my jaw around my chin mm-hmm. um, and they'd been for forever like a, you know one would kind of subside and the other one and then another one would pop up um, and they would just be there for age like I just never got rid of them and I yeah. started eating um, more A2 dairy for the first time in like as well probably since my I started trying to heal my acne naturally because it was one of the first things you do you like give up dairy right everyone says no dairy like I have so many people reach out to me but I'm not eating dairy and my skin isn't getting better and I'm like yeah Yeah. it doesn't really mean that it's you know it's I, I think that you know and also just dairy is such a great, it can be such a great source of fat. I, I think it's been demonized so much, um, you know, and it's another like constant battle I have with people trying to make people kind of have a little bit more faith in dairy and not could just blacklist it from their lives completely. Because I, I mean, it took, I'd say a few months um, and it all happened along the same time of removing like my fluoride toothpaste and um, nonstick cookware and all that kind of thing. And they kind of started like, it almost got worse mm-hmm. more I, I started having dairy and almost the the cyst or like the nodules under my jaw kind of got worse but then at the same time it was like they were coming out they were they were like emerge, coming to the surface rather than being like these kind of like hard bumps right under the skin yeah um and for a while I sort of thought like oh god you know is this this is <laughs> am I doing the right thing <laughs> like oh no the dairy is causing acne and I was right like, you know it's all Melissa was wrong and it is causing acne but I persevered um and you know sure enough everything calmed down and now there is like you know after I'd say probably it took six months Mm -hmm. but then there was there were no nodules no bumps no red no nothing um and I haven't had anything 
in the last, I'd say, eight eight months or so um, since I, nothing new has come up. And it's just, you know, and now I eat tons of A2 dairy. It's actually a really kind of big, you know, I'm very much focused on eating kind of quite a high fat, low sugar diet. So eating healthy sources of fat, like, you know, goat's cheese, goat's butter, and I'll even have like goat milk. Um, You know, it's, it's kind of a big part of my diet and I don't have any, any issues yeah from it whereas two years ago I would believe that it was causing my acne because I'd have some and I'd get these kind of like nodules crop up under my jaw right um having persevered you know I I think I do I think I think Melissa's on to something I think it's a really interesting theory and I you know it's just something I think you know the only thing you can do is is go away read her book and you know see how see how your body responds um but you know i don't think there's any need to kind of fear dairy in the way that a lot of the acne community do yeah um, I definitely think it's a, lot deeper, a lot deeper than than just dairy i think the the cause is much more complex um but you know we've just written dairy off right from the from the get-go and and that's it that's it, it dairy is the worst thing you can eat for your skin um and and that's that when actually right. I think there's a lot more to it yeah absolutely now so what what exactly are you referring to when you say a2 dairy okay so um a2 dairy um is basically a2 casein is a protein that is um in found in dairy in certain types of dairy so that's it's more um goat sheep um, buffalo, anything that's not your traditional Holstein cow. Um, so the Holstein cow is the most kind of common agricultural dairy cow. Um, and they actually produce um, a one dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the dairy that dairy um, can can be problematic. While some people are fine with it, it can be problematic for people with hormonal sensitivities so um endometriosis polycystic ovaries um fibroids any kind of like hormonal issues then a1 dairy can increase inflammation in the skin but the a2 protein um doesn't have the same effect um so a2 and you can even get cows some cows are bred with a2 protein as well so you've got jersey cows and guernsey cows um which are which are fine um but your kind of safe bet is with goat milk um sheep milk and yeah anything anything like that even you know i my local health food shop sells camel milk oh wow um, (laughs) i have heard of camel milk yeah (laughs) i'm not sure if i really want to try it yet right there's a there is a curious side of me which is quite keen to try it in a in a smooth as a hot chocolate, but then yes. there's another part of me that just keeps walking by yeah. the shelf and <laughs> yeah. keeps not buying it. Yeah, for you know, and it's it's so interesting because I have a lot of people because I eat quite a lot of goat you know goat milk products, whether it's goat's milk cheese. Or um, I don't often just, you know, drink goat's milk. That's not really so much my thing. But definitely goat's milk cheese. And I have like a goat whey protein that I've been using. 
And, uh, you know, I, I can tolerate goat's milk dairy just fine. In America, it's, and I mean, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but here, you know, cow dairy is really so heavily processed. And in a lot of states, you know, even raw milk is illegal. So yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. a whole thing here. And it's, it's really tough, I think, when it comes to dairy because people... It's either like, okay, dairy's okay. Let me just go buy a bunch of like crappy cheese and drink milkshakes. And it's like, okay, that's not, (laughs) that's not what we're saying. But absolutely, there are so many nutritional benefits as well. If, again, like if you're someone that doesn't have that digestion sensitivity as well, because for me, like cow's, cow's milk as well, it tends to like, you know, I'm a bit lactose intolerant, so... Yeah. You know, it'll upset my stomach a little bit. And yeah, so I, I avoid that still for the most part. But I can even get away with, you know, eating some regular old raw cheese, things like that. And, you know, it hasn't been an issue for me for a while. But that is something that people question me on a lot. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's much better to have a really great quality goat cheese versus eating like a a vegan cheese blend that's maybe made from canola oil and, you know, all of these damaged fats. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And I think that's where, you know, it, it kind of gets lost. I think a lot of people think that, oh, it's vegan. It's going to be the healthier choice. Right. But, but actually, um, you've really got to read those label ingredients because something that is is produced completely naturally um, is always going to be a better option than something that is made in a factory. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, yeah, especially with those damaged like industrial seed oils, they're just, they're so damaging to our bodies and our skin and our cells and just everything that make up our entire systems. They're just, it's just like breaking them down. And I feel like people don't often, you know, it's one of those things that's overlooked. It's like, oh, this has canola oil in it. All right, well, whatever. Let me eat it anyway. Or, you know, sunflower oil or whatever it is. Um, Okay, so we are running out of time here. So I just want to ask you a couple more quick questions. Uh, So what about lymphatic drainage? How, first of all, maybe like just a quick description of what lymphatic drainage is and uh, where that might come in and trying to detox from fluoride. Yeah, so um, the lymphatic system is, is basically like one of, you know, your it's like another waste disposal uh, mechanism in your body. I like to kind of, if you think of your skin as being the kind of most exterior wasted waste disposal yeah. system, and then you've got the lymphatic underneath that, then you've got the liver, then you've got the colon. Um, you know, if, if you show if, if stuff's showing on your skin, then it's pretty, pretty sure that, you know, one, two, or maybe all three of the other issues are going to be clogged up and causing issues as well. You know, your skin's just not going to start breaking out for no reason. It's going to be something behind that, either your lymphatic system, your liver, or your colon that is that is backed up too. And that's kind of what's causing this like domino effect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the lymphatic system is another one that's kind of very forgotten about everyone's, you know, it's always about, you know, looking after your liver and supporting your liver. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but actually your lymphatic system is just as important and very kind of forgotten about um so and you know and things that you can do to help with that things like um even just deep belly breathing is one that you can't it's one of those ones where you can't really imagine how breathing deeper can have an impact (laughs) on your lymphatic system um but it just helps kind of push lymphatic sluggish lymphatic fluid through the system um you know it's it's great and there's you can just put in deep belly breathing exercises on youtube and it it there's tons to choose from. Yeah, I mean, because most um, people don't even breathe into their bellies at this point, right? Most people just breathe in and out from their chest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very, people, we tend to breathe very shallow um, breaths um, and actually learning to kind of breathe from your belly um, has a huge amount of, of health benefits. Um, you've also got um, dry skin brushing. That's a, a good one, um, you know, using... Um, a dry skin brush, um, body brushing, dry skin brushing, you know, it's called lots of different things, but that Mm -hmm. can really help stimulate the lymph fluid um, and get all that moving to help detoxify the body. Um, One of Melissa's techniques that she uses um, in her book and talks about had a a huge um, impact on her um, sort of healing breakouts um, is using... um, cupping like the cupping method yes, and yeah. doing cupping and even facial cupping to kind of help just move the lymph you know just move the lymph fluid through the body um so that's something that that's something really interesting that I'm actually quite excited to to give that a go after Ooh. reading are you going to get cupping book. done on your face <laughs> I think, well you can actually buy I looked into on Amazon and you can get these like little silicon cups which so you can do them at home um these like little silicon cups that you can attached to your skin and just kind of like all around so you're not gonna get left with these like yeah that's what I was thinking I was like oh man facial cupping like love bite right face no it's gentle um almost like uh, yeah these like little silicon cups um that look a bit like menstrual cups which is a bit (laughs) odd um but you can use them to really sort of like just just get things moving and you've also got like rebounding or exercise in general is great for kind of just increasing lymphatic flow um particularly rebounding which basically bouncing on a trampoline um that helps that's been shown um to be like the most effective thing to kind of like increase lymphatic flow um yeah there's 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 lots of lots of options there in terms of like getting your lymphatic system working and it doesn't require you know I think a lot of people look for supplements like they want to right (laughs) yep but actually there's a lot of this is like massage and you know things that you can do just with like your your evening skincare routine just looking up some kind of lymphatic massage techniques and just when you're massaging in your like applying your moisturizer just bear in mind the kind of the the flow of your lymphatic system and, and use some of the techniques um, to kind of massage your face as you're like applying your moisturizer because even that can just help help keep things moving and I um yeah it's something that I you know if you look at google like kind of lymphatic system of the face and you can kind of see where it's from the corners of the nose down the corners of the mouth under the jaw along the jawline all these places where so many women suffer Mm -hmm. from acne 
Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's really interesting to see. And if you're breaking out in these areas, then, you know, you've just got to get your lymphatic system moving more. So. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I love that. All right. So I have just a few rapid fire questions for you. So I'll just ask them and then tell me the first thing that comes to mind. So <laughs> what is your favorite food to eat in a pinch? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> I, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just a total chocoholic. I mm. love chocolate. Yes. Um, it's my downfall because um, I particularly like milky, sweet. Yes. Not oh. very good for you, chocolate. Um, and it's the best kind. No, and I have to constantly try and train myself to enjoy darker, yeah. less sweet chocolate. But I, I, I just love, I love, you know, rubbish chocolate is okay. my favorite <laughs> all right uh what's your favorite beauty product oh um beauty product that i can't live without i oh this is hard i love um <laughs> you know i oh gosh this is really hard i actually think my it's not necessarily a um product it's more of a tool like okay. i have a little um facial brush yes um which Bit like a body brush, but it's just for the so it's it's I think it's made with goat hair, so it's really <gasps> wow. soft. Kind of what a re- the ones that you use on you know your your legs and your like a body brush is right. very very tough. Um, whereas this is very soft. It's almost like a makeup brush, but it's just it's my favorite. I just love I I do that. I use it to help increase lymphatic flow, um, and I just absolutely loves it. It makes my skin feel really kind of dewy and glowy. Um, and it, you know, it has so many benefits. It increases circulation and lymphatic flow, uh, it just makes your skin really glowy and it kind of exfoliates it a bit as well. So then when you do put products over the top, um, it just absorbs so much easier and it just leaves your skin feeling really great. Beautiful. Okay. All right. So favorite mask for scarring. Oh, um, I like a kind of enzyme mask. I'm not a bit, as you can probably tell from my answer from my last, yeah. <laughs> the last question, I'm a massive, I love beauty. Um, I've worked in the beauty industry for a long time and I'm yes. actually, I'm not very loyal. Um, I love <laughs> That was part things. of why I picked these questions because I was like, oh, she's a makeup artist. I'm just, I love, I love trying new things. So I, you know, there are, there are certain things I go back to, um, but I love, you know, but I, if I'm looking for a mask, I like looking for things that have like fruit enzymes, like papaya or pineapple enzymes, um, because I find that they, they're really good at brightening the skin and reducing the specific products. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love kind of fruit enzyme masks. Wonderful. Okay, so this one's a would you rather, so you just pick between the two. So would you rather rather drink uh, celery juice every morning for your acne or an apple cider vinegar shot for your acne? Oh, apple cider vinegar shot every time. <laughs> Same here. Definitely. Short and sweet. Like, I could, uh, just, yep. yeah, trying to do a, a, a whole tumbler full of something just makes me, like, makes me feel a little bit queasy yeah yeah i'd much rather just take a shot of something you know it's easier okay last but not least what's the favorite recipe of yours that you've shared on your blog or your instagram oh um i 
think my favorite is probably uh well the one that actually got the most most love um was i can't actually take credit for it because it was my best friend who told me the recipe and it's so simple um but it's it's my frambled eggs or not my frambled eggs my friend's frambled (laughs) eggs okay (laughs) make fried eggs so you just crack eggs into a into a pan into a non-stick cooking pan um and then basically kind of scrambled just the whites so while they're cooking kind of break up the whites and then once the whites are cooked take it off the heat add some salt and pepper and then break that break the yolks and it you basically get the best of both worlds you get scrambled egg but with like a kind of the the yolk is still nice and mm. runny and delicious that so, sounds delicious that sounds that amazing. goes down very well and <laughs> um, it was really really popular um something so simple um, yeah. you know and you know, eggs are great for helping detox fluoride because they, you know, they've got lots of iodine in them. So yes, I I'm hopefully going to be able to eat eggs again soon. My son is sensitive to them, but uh, I'm planning to try to reintroduce and see if he he can be all right with it in my milk. So hopefully they'll be back in my diet soon. All right, so we are just about out of time here, Amy. I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much knowledge with everyone. This is definitely one of those episodes that people are going to want to go back and listen to again because there was so much just really great information in here. So thank you again for hopping on. And can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yep. So you can find me on Instagram at at um, Amy underscore skin therapy and that's skin with a Y S K Y N therapy. Um, and also the blog www.skintherapy.com. Perfect. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I'll also, I'll kind of scour through Amazon and see if I can find some of the products that you mentioned as we were talking and I'll try to link some of that down there. All right. Wonderful. Well, uh, that is it for us today. Thank you again, Amy, and have an amazing day. Amazing. Thank you for having me, Harmony. Absolutely. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. So I hope you found so much value from this episode today. And as I mentioned earlier, I really do recommend going back and listening again to this one because there was so much important information talking about iodine and fluoride and acne and the different ways that you can clear your skin by trying to eliminate fluoride from your life. So if you want to contact me, you can always find me online. There's my website, www.thepaleoballerina.com. You can also find me on Instagram at thepaleoballerina and on Facebook as well at thepaleoballerina. My email is just the same, thepaleoballerina at gmail.com. And I did open up my new 12-week jumpstart program. So I haven't opened up my one-on-one coaching in over a year, but I decided that I needed to open it back up because I really want to make sure that I'm reaching enough of you and helping you clear your skin from the inside out. Uh, So if you are interested in that, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram. You could send me a message on Facebook. You could also apply. Uh, There's a discovery call application on my website. And uh, 
last but not least, you could always just shoot me an email. So thank you all again so much for being here. You know I love you guys so much and without you, none of this would be possible. So have an amazing day and an amazing week and let's do this thing. All right, love you guys. I want to apologize for my voice. I'm a little, I've had this sore throat thing happening for a couple of days. So uh, yeah, that's why I sound a little groggy, have a bit of a deep voice, but appreciate you sticking through it. Okay, over and out.